You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Thank you for joining us. And make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast, if you haven't already. I am your host, Kayla Canaram. Joining me is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and our producer, Nick Schwert. Guys, big win today at Arrowhead. Nick, you were there. What was the atmosphere like? The atmosphere was great. I think Chiefs fans were uh, happy to be treated to a convincing home win, even though when you're at, when you're at Arrowhead Stadium... There's nothing convincing until you're running away by three or four touchdowns. Like even if a team scores a touchdown at the end of a half, you're like, hmm, okay, could that come back to bite us? But overall, it was nice to play a bad team, which the Jaguars are, even though they've got some talent, and sort of win somewhat convincingly, which the Chiefs haven't done a ton of, at least at Arrowhead Stadium this year. We had very different game day experiences, Nick. Mine was, <laughs> so my, my, my nephew had a birthday party. It started at 11, which meant I watched the first 20 minutes amongst people trying to attend a, you know, a child, a small child's birthday party. And you're like, that's well, tough. I got to get out of here. Um, so then I listened in the radio until I could get back to my house. And then I had to leave for the final two minutes of the game to get to my kid's soccer game. So I had the it was a very different, almost borderline chaotic, a perfect game for that because it was never in doubt. The entire time I was busy doing other things, the Chiefs were up 14 nothing or 20 to nothing, and so what? An end and a half touchdown. Jacksonville never got within two scores. The, bro- the, the, the game broadcast was trying to make it seem like, eh, this is a big possession for the Jags. I'm like, there's five minutes left, and they're down <laughs> 10. They're not winning this game. They could convert as many fourth downs as they want on this drive. This game's already over. I'm not stressed about it. Go down, score a garbage time touchdown. I don't care. I told you it'd be a little bit ugly. I said 27-21. We were pretty close to that. I said a bunch of special teams mistakes and it didn't matter. I was so mad because I said 34-17. And of course, Andy's too nice to just score one at the end and make my prediction hit. I was a little annoyed, but we'll take it. That's pretty close, though. They still haven't scored 30 at home. But I mean, how am I supposed to feel weird about that? Mahomes had three touchdowns and 200 yards in the first half. Okay, that was a good start. The Chiefs defensive line had its second best game of the season. They did nothing but get pressure and sacks on Trevor Lawrence. Another huge win. Isaiah Pacheco's the starter now, which we can get to in a minute, and he was great. It was just one of those, what was there to really make you feel bad other than like the possible future of Juju or those things that we can get to? Because outside of that, the defense played great. The offense played great. The special teams continues to be an absolute thorn on their side, and they still covered the spread. They covered the spread and they had two fumbles on the special teams, several other bad returns, and it didn't matter. None of that changed the outcome in any way. That's it. OK, so I'm not going to stomp all over whatever our open is because I'm going to allow Kayla to introduce whatever our first topic is. But I just want to just as a quick aside, this is what we do with the Chiefs. We judge them on different metrics with the Chiefs. 
covering is not the metric. With the Chiefs, winning is not the metric. It's did you win by a lot, though? Did you win by a bunch? Did you win running away? Was it convincing? Was it a blowout? We we judge them on on different standards than we do the rest of the teams in the NFL. Is 27-17 a blowout? Where do we draw that line, by the way, by NFL? No, I don't think so. winning, No. By the way, there's 67 games decided by eight points or fewer this year in the NFL, the most ever through 10 weeks. So, I mean, no, people aren't blowing be, anybody out. It's got to be two-plus possession, like 17 points to be a blowout for the Chiefs. I, I want to say the only team that had a quote-unquote blowout today were the Dolphins. Everyone else was in. Chiefs were on the high end at, with a 10-point gap. Maybe this will be a Wednesday topic. Uh, Miami's got f- serious defensive issues, and they just lost another defensive end. Their offense is just as good as Kansas City or Buffalo's, man, with Tua. I, their weapons are unmatched. Their quarterback plays worse, but their offense is just as good, right? I wish He's, I had. They score a lot. I wish I had like a hot take sounder just to throw under that from you. <laughs> I mean, you're just trying to sneak in the fact that Miami's offense is as good as the Chiefs, even though we're not going to talk about that in this episode. But but it is, right? Okay, I'm, we're not. You no. know what? We're not here to talk about that, Cody. Okay, fine. I guess we'll talk about the Chiefs Jags <laughs> game. I, uh, okay. you know, it was funny. We talked to, just real quick, Kayla. We talked a Go little bit it. about on Friday, just for like two minutes. Hey, should we like feel better about where Trevor Lawrence's career is heading? And I watched him today, and it was the same stuff we talked about. He makes some like laser throws that look perfect. And you're like, yes, you're a perfectly designed quarterback designed to make those throws. But then he just makes rookie stuff still that you're like, man, you're in year three. Where's that ball going? Where's that throw? What are you doing? It's like, if you get just a little bit of pressure on him, he folds, man. Okay. I don't know if he just never got pressured at Clemson, but like that game today, she's no, got pressure did, on him. By the way, day. By the way, he didn't because he was at Clemson and they had offensive linemen on the offensive line or NFL linemen on the offensive line. And they were not going against NFL defensive linemen. Since we don't have a full Trevor Lawrence topic built into today's show, I will just say that uh, my take is that Trevor Lawrence is the RC Cola to Justin. Oh, Justin Herbert is Coca-Cola. Trevor Lawrence is RC. So that's all I have to say about Trevor You'll Lawrence. drink it at a barbecue, but you yeah, don't want to get stuck with it forever. It's fine. It's like, <laughs> hey, do you have any Coke? And they're like, we have RC. And you're like, okay. okay. Well, I'm thirsty. <laughs> so I guess I'll have it. Generic. Still has bubbles. It still gives <laughs> w- the fizz. Yeah. Yeah, I want exactly. cola. I'm thirsty. It has fizz. Okay. <laughs> Hot take, though. I think Mr. Pibb is better than Dr. Pepper. Okay. Well, they're not ready for that conversation, Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> all right well to also share my game day viewing experience i watched the whole thing in my pajamas from my couch so respect who's yeah. winning all right guys i mean we've kind of dabbled in it already but general reaction from the game what stuck out to us the most we'll get I mean, to some I, of it later too offensively they're still very good i know they like we made this whole big thing about how they hadn't scored 30 points at home because they kept scoring but they didn't you know, I got to be honest, anytime the Chiefs get in a game and they don't have to score 30, they don't. Like, if they don't have to, it's very rare that they do. And against the Jags from the jump, they showed their cards immediately. They did the they onside kick immediately. They, show, they, they, they gave the impression that is like, we can't compete with you. We're going to have to do stuff to try to compete with you. And we're going to try to do that right now. We're going to try to catch you off guard immediately. 
And that's just, that didn't work to me. The, the offense and defense, this is probably their best combined effort of the season. Um, you know, like right up there with those other, I guess, combined efforts. The difference was, I think they probably do score 30 if the special teams is even just half competent. The Chiefs had three turnovers. The Jaguars had zero and the Chiefs won by 10 points. Yeah. Yeah. Find me how many instances that's happened this year. Where probably zero. Lost the turnover <laughs> battle by three and the game was never close. That's the Chiefs. That's how, that's how the Chiefs play football. It's, that's their margin for error. Which is, if they play great football, they will annihilate you. If they play okay football, which I think they played today, they simply beat you by 10. They simply beat you by double digits in a league where nobody wins by double digits. Because if you ever watch Sunday Ticket, every single game is coming down to the last possession. It's a four-point game. It's a three-point game. But not with the Chiefs. That's just who they are. They had 486 yards of offense. They averaged nearly six yards per carry. And you're sort of left, and I don't think I'm speaking out of turn, but I think you're sort of left feeling like, oh, the Chiefs played good today. Not the Chiefs looked dominant, which you look at their final numbers, and that would be your conclusion. You'd say, wow, this is one of the best games the Chiefs have played all year long. Mahomes threw for four touchdowns. You put up 27 points. The running game gets going. What a night. But instead, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, Chiefs played okay. But that goes back to the idea that the Chiefs are playing by different standards than everybody else in the NFL. I was just Cody. looking it up. No, I was looking it up because I was curious. Over the last three games, Mahomes is averaging 400 yards a game and a little better than two and a half touchdowns. He has eight touchdowns in three games. Uh, so almost three touchdowns a game and 400 yards a game. So that's that's pretty good. Uh, they're 3-0. and <laughs> I don't know that that would shock you to find out. Neither, but 400 yards a game and three touchdowns a game pretty much over that stretch. MVP. MVP. He's the clear um, favorite now. Oh, for sure. Before, Cody, before even the onside kick, which I didn't know you could do right out of the gate, um, was even the coin toss. We wanted deferred. Andy Reid after the game said that wasn't a good choice. We goofed on that one. Miscommunication. We even were trying to help them and they still weren't able to take advantage. I thought that was weird. Like when it first came out, they're like, the Chiefs have decided to receive it. You're like, what? <laughs> what they, they don't do that. They never do that. And I was like, God, do they want to score in the Jags that bad? And it's like, no, no, just an accident. Whoever, <laughs> whoever was up in the coin toss just screwed it up. So there were, I mean, there were gaffes. It was not like a perfect, clean, what a perfectly, what a perfectly played game in every single facet. And you pointed out, Nick, three turnovers to zero to win by 10 to never be in a close game. That's all you need to know. Yeah, how often does that happen? This was the first time all year where I felt like, you know what? Um, if I'm an uh, NFL show, if I'm the Dan Patrick show, if I'm get up on ESPN, I'm not talking about the Chiefs tomorrow morning. It, felt, it feels like every single week something happens in the Chiefs game to make it nationally relevant, to make it sort of this big overarching story for the rest of the NFL. This was the first time in a while where the Chiefs played a game, and I thought, mm, I'm probably not going to hear anybody talk about that tomorrow. Just sort of a, a boring ho-hum win for them, which is a nice reprieve from constantly feeling like you're the number one storyline in the league. Because of Bill's Vikings? Yeah. Well, that, yep, that game's going to get all the headlines. That was a that wild one. You know, it was what? the best game of the weekend. I can't believe, like, I'm disappointed it ended up being Sunday night football because of how good it was. 
I know. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with, for once, not feeling like the cheats are the, the big headline. Finally, Just, some some relaxation on our part. And we get to spend the next week. I'm sure we'll do this on Wednesday or Friday talking about if the bills are washed, right? We'll start. Uh, do they still have it? Is Josh Allen's injury? Like, we'll, we'll start at some point. We'll talk about the Dolphins being the number one threat to the Chiefs in the AFC. That, that's coming on Tuesday or Wednesday. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> um, all right, guys. The referees picked up a lot of flags in this game, and Juju ended up with a concussion in one of those. Um, obviously, a very scary situation. And Andy Reid did say after the game he is in concussion protocol. Referees were kind of a mess today. Mm. And Arrowhead let him know. I, I hate that it continues to just like come into light that every it's like the third game this year where we have to talk about it. It's you can like, I think maybe in the moment, someone might not have thought, eh, not that big of a deal. Head to head should have been a penalty, but let's all move it. But every single cheese player in post game talked about it. Mahomes talked about it. Pacheco talked about it. They all talked about that. And I think what the issue is, is that the Chiefs have been on the flip side of this multiple times this year. The entire time, they kept getting the league just kept telling them, no, 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 be nicer to the quarterback. Stop trying to hurt people. This game is safe. We're trying to make it safe. And then their guy gets a helmet flown right towards their guy's helmet. He gets knocked out of the game and feels defenseless. And in a scary moment where it looks like maybe he's having a little bit of that same fencing response that Tua did, and they they, they won't they won't call a flag, and they threw it. They threw the flag and picked it up. So it's 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 not even like they didn't think it was possible that it was a penalty and they still didn't do it. It's like the middle ground you asked for. This this crew did not call a lot of penalties that probably could have been called in that marginal line. Then other crews call way too many and let nobody play football. And all NFL fans have ever asked for is something in the middle would be good. Just, yeah, you know, but, happy but, medium. But Cody, you know, the thing is about fans wanting that happy medium. Generally speaking, if you just really focus in on helmet to helmet stuff, you're not going to offend many fans, regardless of it's if it's your team who's getting called for it. Like, that's sort of the deal. That's the one thing that universally all NFL fans have accepted, which is that if your helmet touches the other team's helmet, you're probably going to get flagged and it's tough to be upset for that. Now, occasionally you'll get the well, what's he supposed to do, right? It's a split second decision. The guy's trying to go low, et cetera, et cetera. The hit on Juju Smith-Schuster, I don't know what your defense could possibly be of it. And the only thing that you have to do is look at the Chiefs players' responses. Every Chiefs player to a man was upset with the way that thing turned out. Patrick Mahomes, MVS, Justin Reed, Isaiah Pacheco, Andy Reed. I could go on and on. Every single player who was asked about that hit seemed to be upset with the fact that it wasn't called. I mean, that, that, that is targeting by the definition of the rule. And at some point, we can, we can talk about the referees and we can have jokes about how, you know, Chiefs fans have given, have given uh, you know, referees uh, the shakes when they come into Arrowhead Stadium this year. <laughs> but that's one of those ones where it's just like, if, if you're not calling that, then, then tell me how that rule should be officiated because that was as clear cut cut and dry targeting helmet to helmet as you can possibly get. And then they could have had the makeup call and didn't call the MVS one, which wasn't yep. as bad as the Juju one, but they could have just like, okay, we get it. Mm -hmm. Here's the one for the other one. And then Mahomes got shoved 
late, right? Not like the most egregious thing, but later than he needed to be shoved to the ground on an incompletion, no call. And you're like, okay, well, look, I'm not makeup calls don't have to exist. It's not that, but it's like, you got to call something if you're going to say safety. And and I guess if the team is talking about it in that regard, then it should matter. And it matters to this team going forward because he was headhunting the entire game. Like it's the same player on that one on a late, a big shove on Jarek McKinnon on the sideline. The fact that Patrick Mahomes said that after that Travis Kelsey touchdown, he let him hear it. He's like, oh, I, you know, oh, I directed some comments his way. Make sure he knew what, the, what what's going on, right? That tells you how serious they took it. And now for the next few weeks, they got a game next Sunday, which I'm sure we'll talk about in later episodes this week, but they're going to play the Chargers on Sunday night football. We're recording this in the middle of their game right now, so I can't tell you whether or not they're going to win this one. They're up on the 49ers in the early going. But if they are to win this game tonight, that game next week will be for either a two-game lead in the division with all the tiebreakers in the world, effectively ending the AFC West, even though I declared it dead after week three. But it's or a tie atop the AFC West and a tie atop the AFC. So not having Juju Smith-Schuster for specifically next week is kind of a big deal. Okay, so I have a question then because here's what's going to happen. At some point on Tuesday, the NFL is going to come down. And they're going to hit them with a fine of what's yeah. the player's name? Cisco. Yeah. Cisco. It's like $13 million. No, 13,000. 13. Yeah. Sorry. 13. Wow. It's <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> hey, that's how we fix it. So you just answered my question. That's how we fix it. Add a few <laughs> zeros to the end of the fine and say, wow, helmet to helmet, 13 million. You're out for a year's salary. But that's, that's sort of my thing is what's the incentive. And I get it. We're in Kansas city. We can play this game more than any other fan base cares about today which is like do you need to fix this because if i'm an opposing defender and i know that i can level another dude lead with my crown go helmet to helmet multiple times multiple times and the punishment is going to be thirteen thousand dollars i'm going to play next week it's going to be a drop in the bucket what is the incentive to not just continue to go all out and be a headhunter defensively? Because that's it. If the penalty, if the first one gets called, Nick, the correct one against Juju, the MVS one never happens. Mm-hmm. Because if you get two, you can get kicked out of the game, which means you have to get the first one right. Yeah. That one is the important one. Get that one right so that he's not feeling like he can headhunt anymore. Like, if anything, you should be making those calls early on borderline stuff to discourage the action for the rest of the game. I know you don't want to just and you're not going to change the game, right? You call a borderline helmet to helmet penalty in the first quarter. That team later loses. It's losers mentality to blame that penalty. Then call it then so that that guy can't keep doing what he's doing in the moment. Like you had your chance. The second you didn't call that one, he was free and clean to go after MVS. He was free and clean to take that shot at Jarek McKinnon on the sideline. None of it mattered anymore.